Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Let's see the paper rock for who goes next because the last one will usually wins. Good point. Good point. I know. Just put something out there. Try and lose a game of paper, scissor, rock is as hard as trying to win a game of paper, scissor, rock. Yeah, exactly. No, the winner goes last. I think in this. Okay, ready. One, two, three. Oh, one, two, three. Ah! Oh. Fucking always go rock off second. They go, always bitch. go paper. Off you go. All right. Well, we're gonna pour it first. Hang on. I know he ripped it out of the bag. <laughs> oh well, boys. Um, what about talking about connection in um, COVID nineteen? So hard to connect when everyone is isolating themselves. Bullshit. Uh, well, let, let's first let's kick into the, this bottle of yours, right? So again, no one knows about this bottle, right? We are all looking at this all bottle. Right. It is a heavy bottle. Jeez, it it's is a, be heavy a, wine, a, amazing white. Some blue cheese. Why didn't you bring well, any blue? Yeah, no man. Yeah, it's a Chardonnay from. <laughs> hang on, you're going without us. It's a Riesling. Well, mate, listen. <laughs> if you can get five seconds before, it's good. Wow, that's dark. Okay. That's I'm going to say it. It's an older wine, older wine. So older wine. Actually, I'm, I'm wrong. When, when I say older, it could be close to what we can keep it for. That's throw a I mean. year, mate. Throw a year out there. I'll throw a year out there. Oh, jeez. It's good. It's actually a good wine. Cheers I'm going to make uh, a... Right, really. Cheers, boys. Cheers, cheers. I'm going to put it um, 2012. Ooh. And... Um, Where's the blue cheese? Is it a cup sav? Shiraz. I'm going to go Shiraz 13. He's throwing it out there. Shiraz yeah, 13. Shiraz yeah, 13. Yeah, I go Shiraz too. Oh, All you've right. been influenced by the crowd. Yeah, You're both right. wrong. What year, Thomas? 2013. No? You've both gone Shiraz 13. <laughs> well done. What is it? What is it? 2015 oh. Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay, cap sav. Made by Taylor's. It's the St. Andrew's Cab Sav from the Clare Valley. Mm. And look at how many gold medals it's won. Well, that tells everyone, see, don't believe us. We know shit <laughs> we about know, our wine. We know <laughs> fuck all. They're almost, what wine should some nice body to it, man. Actually. Yeah. Nice so, to be, nice to be honest, I had another wine in my hand and then I saw all those gold medals. Uh, one, two, three, it's four, five, six, seven, a, eight, a cap nine. that is uh, old, you know? There's nine uh, gold medals on this. The 2017 Best Red the Wine in Argentina. Pepper to it. That's what got me. Won the International Wine Trophy in South Africa. China Wine and Spirits Award. Double gold in 2017. These are the awards that Taylor's run, so don't worry about it. Double gold secured Japan Women's Wine Award 2016. Wow, Argentina, USA, Germany. So it's won awards all over the world, this one. Well done. A vibrant and complex wine that offers great density and it's rich Palette redolent in black currant, coffee, black olive, and earthy nuances with beautiful, a structure and finish bouquet. that is both the long and refined. Mm. So, St. Andrew's Cab Sav, Clear Valley 2015, people. Beautiful. Did you pick that up today? I did pick that up today. We didn't have anything left at my joint, mate. <laughs> 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 I have to say, you didn't have much left on Sunday. That's what I was saying. There was nothing left no, at my house. Not left on Sunday before we even started. Oh, rubbish. I, I lined up 10 bottles in front of you. 
man. I Remember touch. I got them all on the table? Yeah, Thomas yeah. Allen. Yeah. Wins. We had the wins, Thomas Allen. We had that the was the Riesling that I bought. I'd had enough after one glass, to be honest. Yeah, I, not, me too. I think I thought it was too young. Too light? Yeah, too young. It probably should have too went. young. What about the Semillon? We were about eight bottles deep by the time uh, we got that out. Semillon so. was the next one after the Riesling. No, nah, it wasn't. We put a couple yeah, of bottles yeah. of Chardonnay in between. Oh, did we? Yeah. Well, I can't remember. Because him and I were both, I think we're both feeling the same thing. We're like, where's the Chardonnay? Because the Riesling just wasn't. It's too light. So yeah, we, we jumped on the Chardonnay. Yeah. We, 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 we smashed <laughs> We smashed a couple of bottles. I was excited though when you brought a couple because we I don't think we've ever brought a sem or a, a Riesling. No, before, I wanted so. to bring something different to your place. No, I know good. you like the white, so I thought. No. I mean, he left do, you a, have too, do you have too much in uh, in your garage? You left I mean, a bottle you, of Maui. You brought your entire truck over. It was Maui that he brought. Maui. It's oh, still, yeah, that, was, it was Maui. That, was, that was for Crystal. It's Thanks still in the fridge. Not for you, fat bastard. That was for your wife. That's for your good-looking wife. I'm gonna, you? I'm gonna be drinking because I'm coming to help him with uh, cutting down his bushes. So I'm sure we're gonna. The truth. <laughs> the truth. Crystal goes to be. Crystal goes to be last night. Well, they're gonna be bushes when we're finished. So. <laughs> I said, "Oh, Thomas is pretty keen to rip into the garden." She said, "Oh, she said I'm dreading it because <laughs> between the two of you, she said I don't fucking like Colourbond." <laughs> She goes, and where are you going to put it? We've got no council pickups left. I said, don't worry, mate. There's five acres at Glenory. I'm a bonsai master. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun. As long as no one loses a limb. As long as oh, that's what I was worried about. I'll be up the tree. I was worried about him because the, the day we were, uh, I went down there to help clear some lantana and he already had a crack in the middle of his forehead from a tree branch, yeah. smacking <laughs> him in the middle of the face, yeah, mate. Well, that was that was the beginning of COVID. I decided I was going to become a, a landowner. So <laughs> I, I went out and bought myself a nice chainsaw electric because I believe in um, green, uh, what is it? Uh, green renewables. Yeah. So uh, I, I said to Vinick, all right, I'm going to go and cut down a few trees, went down the bottom, start cutting some few trees and... The first one falls on me. I don't know how I did it. It actually falls on me. And I'm trying to catch it. So one hand, I'm, I, I'm holding this machine, the other hand, I'm trying to catch it, and then it slips. Bang, Bang. on my head, right? I turn up, he's already started, and, I'm like, uh, and he's got this split in the middle of his forehead on No, no, head. no, that was, yeah, but that was from another day. So this, I kept on going because I thought, you know, oh, shit, man, I... It's it's hurting, but I uh, I can't lose. I'm not made, I'm not made for losing, so I kept on going. And not long after that, the second tree cracked in half, and I slipped. And as I slipped, I got scraped for thirty centimeters over my belly from one side to the next. How it did not pierce me. It was like when I was in uh, Darren's house when I fell over the window and without a scratch. Uh, that's when I texted Veronique and I said, tree two, TL zero, I'm coming home. <laughs> because we're not doing this on video, I just need to point something out. Thomas said 30 centimetres and dragged his finger the whole way across his gut. <laughs> Mate, if, that, if that's not 2.4 metres across there, <laughs> I don't know what it is. 30 centimetres. I'm glad you articulated that, Cam, because I may, saw that. Oh going, How do we, it may be 2.4 metres, but even with the Apple iPhone, I can't measure you. <laughs> Hence the bet. Get a Google, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. What do you think of the wine? Very good wine. Whoa, it looks like this week might be uh, something a bit special. Yeah, you're in trouble. I want to pull you up on something. Yeah. We're going to talk about connection during COVID or, or connection in general. Yeah, okay, and, all right, and all right, you said, all right, all right, all 
Golvitz. You, 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 you gave 19. everyone an excuse straight away, which I said bullshit to, which is, oh, it's so hard now with all this restrictions to have connection with people. I'm calling yeah. bullshit on that straight away. Don't give people a fucking excuse. It's just as easy to connect with people as it's ever been, but it's probably more important now than it's ever been. Yeah. And the point I want to make on it, because I, I have a feeling you're going to take it to a, a, a work sense, is before we do that on a human sense, it has been and a horrific 12 to even 18 months for everybody, absolutely everybody. When you think about what we've been through with bushfires and, and then this virus and the isolation and the um, no Anzac Day for some some people and change of careers for other people, all the stuff that we'd normally fit into the year has still happened, plus all this other shit. And on a basic human level, if there's ever been a time where we need to be more human than ever, and more more empathetic than ever, and more asking, are you okay than ever, then it's now, and it's this year. And it's, the reason I'm so passionate about it at the moment is the last couple of weeks I've had some pretty um, touching listing appointments, actually, and I'm getting out there more and more and seeing so many different aspects of what people are going through. And then I look in my own business where I've got you know, a bunch of new staff coming on that are starting their careers or their lives all over again in yeah. the middle of all this bullshit. And, you know, I went to a listing appointment the other day where this poor young couple lost their 15-month-old baby to brain cancer um, in the middle of all this shit. You know, the amount of divorces that I'm going out to listing appointments for in the middle of all this shit and the amount of guys at the moment I'm finding myself put my arm around and just go, are you okay, mate? Like, forget your house, forget all this bullshit. Do you want to talk? Because the pain that is around is it's fucking everywhere yeah and this because of this we haven't been able to connect as much is is bullshit and i think but i think we all need to actually be aware of our surroundings and be aware that whatever you're feeling everyone's feeling it man because it has been a fucking long year yeah? yeah it has been a long year with a lot of a lot of uncertainty and a lot of turmoil like you're saying you've been to the doctor and they're saying you got to go for a stress test no shit mate like we all probably need to go for a fucking stress test, to yeah. be honest, because yeah. and it's different levels for different people. No one has the right to judge someone else's stress level because what's important to you and important to me and important to you are completely different things. But if ever there that was a time, <laughs> if ever there was a time where, just on a basic <laughs> human level, on a family level, like on with your kids, with your wife, like how how often do we really stop in the world that we live in and? Are you okay? How are you handling it, man? Because yeah. hand up, I, I don't think it's a conversation I've had with my wife. So I'm, I'm, I'm preaching this, but it'll be the first thing I do when I get home is go, how are you handling it, man? Because it's been a fucking long year. How are you doing? And that's... Well no, said, mate. It's well said. Very yeah. well said, mate. That's very true. Yeah, I, I think that the, if anything else, this year has been a great resetter. Now, in the 1960s, family unit were something together. And gradually it's been diluted. Uh, it became something like where the husbands worked like hell. And then suddenly uh, with the uh, emancipation of the uh, ladies, both partners now been forced to work to survive. And I think that COVID's just um, brought down to, uh, you know, whatever is ground floor values are. Yeah. And so and the biggest value, and Albert Einstein always said that Human beings, their purpose is to connect with each other. And I think that in the year where there is a virus that is really trying to disconnect people as much as it could, connection with each other is most important. 
therefore, my number one agro is the SMS that people are doing. SMS and email has to be stopped, you know, especially even business. How I see now some of my friends who are about my age who are really using SMS as an excuse for COVID. So not only COVID is distancing people, but they actually uh, keeping themselves away from others by using SMS on top of it. Yeah, that word he said was distancing. By the way, he just he put a bit of flair on it. Distancing. That distancing was good. Distancing is a beautiful <laughs> French kind of distancing word. is after about eight beers, mate. Distancing. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm distancing. distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you can speak Vietnamese, uh, French, and English like me. You can fucking give me some kind of... Uh, he speaks Australian bullshit and bogan <laughs> fluently. So. I can speak sober Aussie and drunk Aussie with equal, uh, equal decorum. It is, it is true that after eight bottles the other day, I couldn't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> now, so Sorry, mate. here is the, the, the problem with connection. We want other people to connect with us, but we don't. I, I think this is the time when people have to go out of their way to connect. Do you imagine this? At a time where we're screaming for more connection, yes. we're actually using technology to have less. Yes, that's what I meant. And we're all we're all screaming for it. Like there's yeah. not one person. Even the people SMSing aren't sitting at home missing the fact that they can't have a, a beer with friends as often as they'd like and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But instead of going, oh, shit, I bet you everyone's feeling that way, and that was my point before, they go, fuck it, I'll just send a text message. Yeah. And you go, never. And, and we talk about the old family unit. One thing that really needs to change in a hurry is the there started to be a paradigm shift between for men, right? We're all men here, so where men don't talk about their issues and men don't talk about their mental health and all that stuff. And, and it goes to those listing appointments I was having. As men, we need to be talking to each other more. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yes, in a work sense. The, your staff have been going through the same 2020 that we've all been going through. So if you as a a boss and a leader or a manager or another work employee are sitting there going, fuck, it's been a hard 2020 and fuck, I'm a bit lonely. The next person across from you is going through exactly the same thing, but then you still just send a text message instead of picking up the phone or you're still... Listen, mate, there are leaders out there that are not communicating with anyone but via SMS. Totally dickheads. Not understanding it. But they're ignoring I, the fact that they're feeling a certain way, so someone else might be feeling the same way. And I have, uh, like, I have salespeople saying to me, oh, it's good that you uh, noticed my new car because my boss hasn't noticed it and I've been driving this for the last six months. Or I have guys, uh, a salesperson said this to me the other day and I thought, my God, how do I tell his business leader? And he said, you know, I feel that COVID's been an excuse for leaders not to go to work. Whoa, I'm not thinking of the leader That's not huge. working. That's I'm huge. thinking of the disconnection. Yeah. That's huge. You kind of have to do and go out of your way to connect. Even I feel I have suffered from disconnection for our own leaders because I have allowed COVID to be an excuse for not driving there. Mm. I have leaders who say to me, man, apparently uh, Sydney is a hotspot. I can't drive down. It's like, how do you do this? You know, the, it, it tells you about a subject that we covered earlier, about culture. That is your true culture. Mm. That is, your culture is what's in it for me mm. under pressure. Yeah. It's it's me, me, moi, mm. and my safety first. 
you never thought of how you going and this is the thing how about what, what leaders should be going? saying how are you going oh. not how's the result it's how you going how, i wonder how many leaders in these connection times right now are really sitting down with people having a beer and saying how are you going are these people doing it to their customers? Are they saying how you're going to their customers? No, I don't and think then, they are. I've but, seen then, it. but they're not saying it to their staff. No, I've seen they're it. Not mate. saying to their colleagues. I've seen it in a, and it's actually, you know what a brilliant fucking listing technique at the moment is? How are you going? Not how's your house and you should sell or you should not sell. How how the fuck are you? Let's let's I'll take my jacket off. Yeah. I'll put this shit down because yeah. things are more important. You know. You know, you're saying before, Cam, that you've gone through, you've gone to a lot of listing appointments with people going through, whether it's losing family members to cancer or divorces and so forth. Do you think COVID's amplified those events in their lives? It's it's probably amplified by the, depending on who they've got around them, by the isolation you feel because of it. Like, I could only, like, Ellie and I both stood in this guy's kitchen and cried when he, told us what happened to his daughter in the middle of a listing appointment. Yeah. And then the male side of me went to, well, and I asked him, I said, have you got people around you, mate? Because you think of COVID and everyone isolated, do you actually have anyone to talk to yeah. about this stuff? Like, So, yes, it, it's probably amplified. It's not more prevalent, right? But it has it amplified the effects of it? Potentially so if people don't have the right people around them or, or if no one's around asking how you're going. Previously, people were... People can deflect situations by being busy within their lives, whether it was uh, sporting events or work or whatever it is. So someone may be sick, but they can deflect confronting that situation by being busy in those areas. Whereas COVID's taken those deflections away from them. They really have to truly face those issues. That's why I'm saying I think that when people are confronted with those issues, it amplifies it a little bit because they don't have... Something yeah. that they a lot of time in your own to. space. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the same with everyone, yeah. mate. It's the same. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be a divorce or a death or anything. It's the same with anything. Yeah, I know. There's been times where I've had to ring him because I've had too much time to think because I haven't been at work as often. I've been locked in a room by myself for too long, and the and the noise starts. So that's why I said before for everybody. It's the weeds. It's for, the weeds. <laughs> for everybody on a different level. Yeah, you know, it's all just important for everyone. I know if I get stuck inside my own head for too long, I'm in a world of shit. Right. So. Not having to work fucking sixty hours a day and, and distract myself or, or whatever was so yes it amplifies everything but I, I just hope we don't have too short a memory that when if things do right themselves firstly I want people to start asking everyone how they're going everyone your wife your kids the person you meet on the street the guy you might never have met but you end up with a mate having a beer at the pub how you doing how you handling then I hope. Our memories aren't short enough where as soon as things return to normal in air quotes, we stop asking people how they're going. Because, again, you know, back to the other podcast about silver linings and stuff, mate. Oh, no, please, not that one. <laughs> Which we, both you and I like. If we can come out of this understanding that we need to connect more as human beings and have work, life and, 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 and caring for others all in the one pot instead of... It's something I'm, I'm teaching one of my staff members at the moment yeah. because... He's like, oh, we could have got that listing. And I'm like, mate, he's lost his kids. He's gone through a divorce. They're living in another state. He needed a friend right then. He didn't need someone there trying to sell his house. Yeah. And that's something I'm trying to teach. To, and and, and it, that it comes with empathy, man. Some people have it. It comes with experience, right? Experience. Not all the time, but yeah. Yeah. It, 
It comes with empathy, bro. Yeah, empathy, but does an 18-year-old have that same empathy? No, well, right. So I was going to no, say an experience. An 18-year-old doesn't have it. That's why I right. said when they're 18, they ought to be locked up until they're 25. So it's easy. They regain, <laughs> that's when they have regained a little bit of the yeah. intelligence. That's when you let them off. Yeah, so it's got to be a, it's got to be a case of how can I help and does this person need any help and I'm not going to find out unless I ask. That's something I don't care if you're 18 or 50, you can ask those questions. Well, I'm in a position where I've been through a divorce and I've got kids to other relationships so I, I, I pick up on that scars, yeah. I'll probably pick up on that quicker yeah. than others yeah. that doesn't mean that someone who's never been through it shouldn't be asking another yeah. human being how the fuck they're doing yeah. I think the first thing with connection a lot of us miss COVID inside COVID outside COVID left right up down whatever it may be is with connection first and foremost is be more interested in what the person has to say than what you have to say to them You've got two ears and one mouth what a using great point. those ratios. What a great point. Maybe even going further than that, right? Because you made a very good point, Chris. Being more interested in others than yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon connection is... You know, sometimes I talk to people and they go, oh, man, I'm losing money or I'm, I'm, I'm going like this. What about your team, man? Are they going? Mm. How, uh, how is mm. your team going? Yeah. Right? With COVID here, I'm having my team, my own team at my place more than ever. Yeah. Why? Because they need that connection. Yeah. They need that time. You know? It also it helps you. It also helps you to find out how to help them when they need it. Uh, yeah. It's Listen, I, I was watching um, a video where Kobe Bryant was talking about Phil Jackson. And he said Phil Jackson spends more time studying every place in the team. He would know everything about you, Chris. He would watch every interview about you if you were playing basketball, and he would know exactly your past, who hurt you in your past, whether your father was your guiding light or your mother. He would know everything. Why? Because it was important for him to understand what drives you. Connection does that. If you don't have that connection, how would you do this? Right? It's so important. And this is why, to me, in this COVID-19, people have to let go and get rid of SMS. If you're calling yourself a business owner, meaning you're running a bunch of human beings, if you can't pick up the phone, you should not be in business. Mm. Right? If, if you have people isolated, you need to overcompensate with proximity. Proximity is voice. Mm. It's that time that you... Take and sit down. I went to an office, man. I'm, I'm telling you. I was about to sit to, to visit some leaders. And <laughs> when I turned up, I was going to meet leaders and have a, have a bit of a chat. One leader's just run away because I, I was running 15 minutes late. I'm thinking, how the fuck did you really think that I was going to come here for 15 minutes? That's one. Meaning to me, really, you couldn't give a shit. But then I sat down. With his team member. I didn't even see the other leader. The other leader, I walked past and I said, good day to him. Right? And I was just spending, I spent the entire time with this salesperson. Why? Because he needed that. So connection sometimes takes you outside your agenda. The agenda was, it was important for me to sit down with the leaders and have a chat about the organization. But it was way more important to sit down with the salesperson who needed someone to confide in or with at that point in time and so connection means sometimes you have to go outside your agenda to do whatever you see 
right there at that point in time because with COVID you don't see everything. Absolutely. There was a, a few podcasts ago we were talking about teams and whatever else and we the analogy, the ABC come up, always be closing. And I brought it back to what I say to the team, always be connecting. Because like you said, Cam, with that guy and that situation, all he needed was someone to listen to him and be on his side. He'll make his decision. He's a smart guy. He'll make his decision. Yeah, it's just <clears throat> it, it's COVID intensifying everything that we already knew, or we've already trained on, or we've already been taught that you, you have to connect with your people. That's not a new concept. No, no, that's that's not like this shouldn't be groundbreaking, earth shattering <laughs> news for anybody. Oh shit, I better care more about people. The sad thing is, it's taken something like this for people to realise. Shit, I better care more about people, yeah. and. But that is not what uh, Chris said earlier. Uh, with COVID, a lot of people went, I need to care more about me. Yeah. They totally forget about others, Cam. They totally let go of connection. Values. And the only thing was about themselves. Values they and culture. They went back to just primordial needs, yeah. which is me, me, me. Yeah. And it, it's never going to work. And it, it, look, it's I, I get it because I've had many a moment where, and especially when all this stuff kicked off about, shit, where am I right now? But, you know, as the king of fuck-ups, I'm also proud of the fact that I brought it back very quickly to how's everybody else going. And even at the moment, like, I know the corporate group of people that I've got in the office now, I've got a bunch of new people starting, but the people that have, are there now have been through this whole thing. We've been through it together. And I know they've been through the ringer just as much as I've been through the ringer, just as much as any of us have yep. been through the ringer. Yeah. And the conversations and the the mood in the office and the, the goal-setting matches that i'm not coming down on somebody for being fucking tired and not in a good mood one day because we need a fucking result i'm going guys it's been a long year and we've been all in this together let's let's get to the end of it together and let's fight as best we can and i there's things as a leader that piss me off where when the world's perfect and everything's good you would come down on someone like a ton of bricks and say well you shouldn't you shouldn't anyway but i would because king of fuck up but if it's one thing I, we have got right during this, it's understanding that everyone's suffering just as much. And you know, Cam, you, you, you constantly say to yourself, you're the king of fuck up, you know, you screw up. You're one of the blokes that I know that catch themselves the quickest. And I, I'm not blowing wind up your ass. You, you fuck up, you catch it, and, and you rectify things very, very quickly. Where a lot of owners don't do that. Yeah. You're very self-reflecting, which is a very good thing. A lot of it, mate, and it's not blowing smoke again, but a lot of it's, it's association because I don't catch a lot of it. I get told a lot of it. I think where I'm different, and it's something I've always been, is coachable. Yeah. Right? I look back to my sporting days. I look back to you know learning how to serve in tennis. Generally, I've only got to be shown something once or twice and yep. I, I do it. And I'm lucky to have people around me that when I do, lucky or unlucky, depends how you look at it. I'm lucky that as soon as I fuck up, I've got people there to go, you fucked up! <laughs> and not, imperson almost, not impersonating anybody. That is almost my accent. <laughs> <laughs> not impersonating anybody, but I appreciate it and it's... Look, you got to be your own harshest critic. Well, what right? I'm saying you is, mate, a lot, of, a lot of people out there won't have the e will have an ego to, to to deny that feedback. They'll deny it themselves, and then they'll have someone else tell them, and they'll still deny it. Where yeah. I go is a lot of the time I accept it myself and work it out myself. But when I don't and I deny it and I'm delusional, when someone else tells me, I go fuck. There must be something to that. And that's right? that, that that's a good ability to have to be able to have a connection both ways. Because sometimes we think connection is one way where I need to connect with this person. 
sometimes the connection is the other way, allowing that person to connect with us. Yeah, and connection within yourself too. If Absolutely. Ever, yeah, if ever there was a time man. you were going to be connected with yourself, if ever there was a time you had an opportunity or too much time on your hands to sit there and work out what are my values, what is my culture, what do I want to stand for, what am I doing right, what am I doing wrong, we've had that opportunity now. I hope not too many people have wasted it. What are you laughing at? No, because you, you, you actually speak with so much intelligence. I'm oh, like fucking this. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not consistent. Because <laughs> the next one will be a fart joke, mate. We'll be a <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate the feedback. That's mate, all good, man. Because um, you, you give yourself shit. You do. You give yourself a lot of shit. But you, you it's do. warranted, brother. That's the thing, you know. That's the thing. When we talk uh, about culture, one of the things I'm proud of in my culture is that when I fuck up, I'm usually the first person to put my hand and up you're and very go. Consistent I, fuck, <laughs> I fuck up. I fuck up consistently. Maybe a whole lot of work to to blame someone else for all my fuck up. There's not enough people on the planet. I'd be. I don't have enough arms and point fingers. To teach, go. You, teach you the difference between blue and me and there, red. We'll, we'll teach you that. Oh, can't be. Care for your people and ask the people around you if you're okay. One of the things that I do a lot is we all stuff up. We all make mistakes and we all see people in trouble. One of the things that I do a lot is get in the car, drive over there. See them. Because when you see people face to face, you can do so much more. When I see people trying to attend to things via text and mail, and some of the texts I've got, it's like seventeen lines. I think like you've got some, a problem with text messages. Some of the texts, yeah, some of the texts. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, about, some of the texts that I'm reading is more than the the sum of all of my texts in a month. Mm. You know, and I'm thinking, couldn't you have said it? You know, couldn't you have picked up the phone because maybe the sound of your voice would have done way better healing than all of these lines. Imagine if we were text messaging people to prospect. <laughs> oh, this is Cameron from Osbury, just just texting the area to see if you might know anyone selling versus what? picking up the phone versus knocking on the door. It's just, it's the same thing, mate. Like what? I, I think it, the, the point that I was trying to do is this with connection. Connection is about three things. It's about how you're going, right? It's about me understanding you. But it, it is also about how are we doing together. And I think that connection achieve way more than just that one question. It has three questions. It's got way more than just a bit of time spent together. Yeah. That's can I, can I just add that that question's absolutely redundant if you're not going to listen to the answer? Yeah, obviously. So yeah, we, again, we, we talked asking, about before. more interested in that person. We talked about before someone who donates to charity. Are you doing it because you care or are you doing it because you want to look good? You can ask someone how they're going because it's the right thing to do in air quotes and you want to tick that box. But if you don't observe what's coming back at you after you ask that question, then you, you're better off not to have asked it. And you've probably done more damage than good because if you ask someone how they're going, they tell you how they're going, you ignore it or don't respond to it because you weren't listening. Yeah. You've, you've, hurt, you've done more damage than good. Yeah. I've told this guy how I'm going now and he still doesn't care. And people, like, they yearn for so much connection that if you as their leader don't give it to them, they're going to talk to strangers. Mm. So sometimes I have people talking to me. Sometimes people, like, gladly accept to come out with me and for a bite. Now, I w- would like to believe that it's more than just the free feed. That I usually get. think you're going to pay, mate. I'm going to tell you. No, listen, <laughs> I, I pay all the time. I pay all the time, right? So I, <laughs> no invite for denial. No, no, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't received the 
fucking feed trough from here, but he's paid off. Uh, Jesus, mate, what language oh, did you just speak? That's uh, Martian. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, but the, 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 the big thing is, it's not even that. I look at it and I go, why would they talk to a guy that is not even paying their check? Why would they open up more to a guy that is not even contributing to their pay package? And this is the question. What it is, is it's connection. People don't care about where the money comes from. People care about who connects with them. And that's the important issue. People want someone to care about them. What's the saying? It's not what you did for somebody, it's how you made them feel. Mm. That's that. Oh, well. Good subject, boys. Awesome. Great to connect with you. 